What up, y'all? We want to thank y'all for tuning in to our first podcast here at Case Rotation. My name is Box Johnson. And I'm Spanisha Simone. And we reside here in the lovely Columbus, Ohio. This is our first podcast, of course, so we're going to plan on getting into some light things to talk about, some pretty light topics, just introducing ourselves, introducing the podcast, things we like to talk about. Um, the type of things that we'll be talking about in the future, just, um, I don't know, some of our interests, the, the type of stories we'd like to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And the name of our podcast is Case <laughs> Rotation. So Spanisha <laughs> coined the term... <laughs> Because, of course, my nickname is Box, and then her nickname is Spin. So then we wanted to have some synonyms because we don't want to just come I up with Box love Spin or Spin Box. She loves synonyms or spinonyms, so to speak. <laughs> so, of course, the synonym for Box is Case, and then the synonym for Spin is Rotation. And in case rotation, that's just kind of, you know, we're rotating and through cases. A little play on words, so to speak. <laughs> she, she's a genius when it comes to punny things and... Yeah. Thank you. So let's go ahead and start. So let's introduce ourselves, Box. Tell them a little about you. Well, of course, my name is Box. I am currently a master's student at the lovely University of Dayton. I'm studying for clinical mental health counseling, working to get my LPCC. I say that right? Yeah, LPCC. (laughs) (laughs) Licensed Professional (laughs) Clinical Counselor. Um, so yeah, just, you know, I've been working in the field of mental health for maybe six years now, since I was a sophomore in college. Beginning. He's about to be a doctor soon. Oh yeah, Don't definitely. Don't leave that up. <laughs> definitely need to start working on my doctorate, <laughs> but I got to start at that counselor first. So, you know, go from counselor to psychologist. Um, born and raised in Columbus, product of the South Side. Shout out to Jerrell. Um... But yeah, man, it's just, you know, been a nice little road. I don't like talking about myself too much. That's where I waver off a little bit. But man, that's really... One more thing about him. He's my boyfriend. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite honors right there. I ain't even going to But yeah. All right, you talk about yourself. You put um, me on the spot. Introducing yourself is always the most uncomfortable thing to do for me. But yeah, my name is Spanisha. Um, I'm 25. I'll be 26 very soon. It, it'll be spin day season soon. Always um, spin day season. <laughs> um, I just finished school uh, last spring. So I'm still trying to figure out like what I want to do. And it's like that awkward after college phase, like figuring out. I have so many interests. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out all those interests. But it's not just interest. She has uh, a lot of talents. <laughs> one of the best singers I've heard. One of the best vloggers I've seen. She really gets it in. Uh, she's a great musician. Oh, she's box. a great writer. Spanisha, she, she's awesome. And sometimes she tries to be a little too modest. And I'm not for that modest stuff. Like, if you got the talent, it's okay to boost yourself up a little bit. You know how artists are, though. We're sensitive. Yeah, that's really true. That's really true. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm 24, by the way. I guess I didn't really introduce my Yeah, age. I didn't even really mean to say that I was 25, but whatever. It's cool. You make it look good. <laughs> so, yeah. We're going to go ahead and start getting into this. I'm going to let Nish lead us into our first couple topics we want to discuss. 
Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is LeBron calling 45, because on this podcast, <laughs> we will not address him by his name. Ever. He's always 45. He's always 45. And another rule of this podcast is those, I don't even know how to say the name without but, saying the name, Kanye's girls, wife. Yeah, yeah. And those her, girls and that got the media on payroll, they would be referred will, to as the they, K girls, yeah. or the K clan, something like that. Yeah, we, we won't. None of their names. Yeah, we won't give here. them any more power. Um. So yeah. So LeBron calling forty five a bum. You know, I'm <laughs> all for that, honestly, because it's rightfully so. And of course, I mean, for those of you that may not have heard, he apparently called him a bum because forty five had the audacity to rescind an invitation from Steph Curry, who's one of the greatest players in the league. Simply because Steph Curry had no interest in going to the White House because he doesn't appreciate anything that 45 stands for. And I'm just going to say, if you're going to rescind an invitation from someone who already informed you that they weren't going to go, that's really similar to firing someone after they quit. That's some real crusty Crab, Patrick Starr type stuff. I mean, he didn't even work there. He got fired. That's how I feel about this situation here. And it was only after, like, he said that the NFL coaches and stuff, or the owners, whoever, should say, like, if they, like, kneel down, you tell those sons of like, to get off, like, they're off the team or whatever. Right. And it's just, like, how can you encourage that? How can you endorse that in a country where it's, like, this land of the free, you can say what you want to say, but... If you're on this NFL team or if you plan for this like organization, then keep those opinions to yourself. You and that's the, not cool. You took the title on of the leader of the free world. <laughs> right. Emphasis on free world and you're doing the very thing that removes their right to protest, their right to speak, the First Amendment. And it just seems as if you aren't wearing a hood or walking around <laughs> with tiki torches or a Nazi salute. You don't have the the First Amendment with right. this 45 guy. And then there are people like, um, oh, man. I, oh, so one thing you should know, I have really bad memory. Because <laughs> I just had a perfect thought, and it is completely gone. Um, but people love to say, like, uh, people were tweeting LeBron, and they were like, oh, well, he's your president. Like, you shouldn't disrespect the president. You shouldn't say this, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, when are we going to hold him to that same standard? Like, we hold these right. regular, everyday citizens to this high, crazy standard. But then your president, you don't hold him to any type of standard. It's like, oh, there's so many excuses. He's new to this. He's still learning. Like, he doesn't know exactly what he's doing. Give him time. Like, he just says what we're all thinking. There's right. no excuse for this, man. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's fair, especially coming from the Obama administration and just like how flawless like as far as like him and like the things that like there was no scandals you know so it's just like coming from something like that to this it's just like every day there's something new you're offending a new group like yeah. there's just something new and there's a new excuse well you have to respect him like you can't you can't call the president a bum after he literally sat here and said tell these sons of if you ask me, and he, of course, that was in response to Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Yeah. I feel that him saying sons of <laughs> that was his way, the modern way of saying that nigger. 
You know, keep yeah. that nigger off the field. He just couldn't say that because then he would have been way politically incorrect, which he already I is. I mean, and I still feel like they would have excused that. They would have. And I think that's a good point you brought up about the Obama administration. With the Obama administration, they couldn't do anything without being under heavy, heavy scrutiny, heavy fire. It just, you know, ha- why didn't you guys have that same energy four or five years ago when we actually had a great president? Or one year ago, excuse me. Right. When we actually had a great president. <laughs> it feels like it was five years ago. Yeah, because this presidency seems so <laughs> I feel long. like he has been president. Like, I feel like we it's about to be like election season. Like, it's time to vote again. Like, I feel like he's been president forever. My um, man couldn't even wear that awesome tan that suit, amazing suit. That, <laughs> on that, Easter. Literally, that suit Without needs to be in the Smithsonian. It like, should. He, oh, God, he is a legend. Um, but, but that's enough about 45. <laughs> you just brought me to another point. Speaking of the Smithsonian, can we talk about that phenomenal article you wrote for Flypaper Magazine? For Shout out to Flypaper Magazine. <laughs> Shout out to Flypaper Magazine. Shout out to Malcolm. I'm going to be honest. I really wanted to write this podcast. Well, not write. I wanted to, you know, start this podcast tonight because I had a talk with Malcolm White. He is the CEO of Flypaper Magazine, president of Flypaper Magazine. Shout out to Malcolm. And he just brings an inspiration that is unmatched. When he's in a room, it just, it makes you want to constantly work. It makes you want to constantly get better. better. Yeah. Hey, it, you it, finishing my sentence? <laughs> no, it does. No, Malcolm. Um, if you don't know Malcolm, you need to know Malcolm. He know Malcolm. is a really, really good person, and not even that. He's just like you know those people that you meet, and you're just like, like I don't know. You just feel inspired. It mm-hmm. makes you want to work hard because you just see how hard he's working. Yeah, Malcolm's yeah. always working. So it's like I remember we spent like uh, we went to Creative Control Fest. Which was amazing. And I got to hang out with Malcolm for that whole day. And I just felt so inspired. Like, I saw, like, another side of him. He's just a really, really good person. And you should follow him on Twitter. I don't know his Twitter handle. Twitter handle is E-H underscore Keys, K-E-S. Yeah, you got to follow Malcolm. But, yeah, and, you know, the work that he does, you know, forgive me for this analogy, but he's kind of like a duck. Because on the surface, you don't really see the work that they're putting in. It, oh, they make yeah. it look real easy. But underneath them little feet, whatever you have, <laughs> like they're, they're really pedaling really hard. And he just makes it look easy. So, but, you know, back to the Smithsonian thing. But I did write an amazing article. Yeah. So that was the thank you for the plug. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everyone needs to check out that Smithsonian Museum, yeah. man. Because... Um, I think especially under this. With this new president, um, I think... This new leader. Yeah, with this... Mm, and even that, I mean, with, with this guy. With this new guy who, who's in charge. <laughs> um, because it just gives you that sense of hope. And you're like, you know, our ancestors have been through worse. Like, mm-hmm. even though this feels like, oh my gosh, how can it get worse? It's like, there has been worse. And it's like, we can get through it. It's just gonna be hard. It's an amazing experience, though. It really was, especially when you work your way through. I feel it was beautifully built, beautifully crafted, Mm -hmm. you know, taking you through the timeline from the 1300s, 1400s, all the way up to present time. Once you get to that present time, you know, you're already upset about everything that happened during the Reconstruction era that happened during the transatlantic slave trade. 
the events that happened with Jim Crow segregation, and then you get to the seventies, eighties, nineties, and you you start to really realize <laughs> that's when it got super lit. Yeah. <laughs> like when you got to that floor, <laughs> we really accomplished all of this, and we have the power to overcome any adversity, any oppression that we come in contact with. So you know, if you haven't been, make sure you check it out. But the worst part I'll say about the museum is that you have to get the tickets six seven yeah, months in like advance months in advance and like the second that they go live you got to be on there like refreshing like trying to get the tickets yeah absolutely but they're free they are free that's another beautiful thing. so just set an alarm and another plug if you are in the military or you have someone who has a military id they can get you in for free as well i don't know without the reservation yeah that's how um, you know, our oh. previous guy got in there. <laughs> His brother happened oh, to have a plug that. on that. Yeah. Dang. Well, that's good. But yeah, you know, I mean, I really miss Barack, especially with the events that are happening with 45. It's just extremely distasteful. The in the way that he claims to quote unquote disavow the KKK, I wish we could disavow him. He learned a new word. He just learned that word and got to using it. He's like that kid, like you know that kid that learns that one big word and then they just use it all the time. And you're like, you totally just learned that. I disavow him. He's very, 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 very bad. With his hand too, like he's just he's awful. You gotta have the. There was something you said the name that we weren't supposed to say. We gotta bleep that out. Yeah, I'm gonna bleep that out. <laughs> we gotta have the 45 man. There was That's something go. else I wanted to say about him. I have to really, if, I really have to get better with this memory. Oh. Speaking of memory, <laughs> I want to talk about um, Aaron Hernandez. Oh. And CTE. So. I'm one of those people, I totally believe that CTE is like, I know there are some people who don't believe it's a big deal or like that it's a thing. I totally believe in CTE. And so um, there are reports that Aaron Hernandez, they like did the work on his brain and that he was like at stage three. Mm. And like, it was like the worst that they've seen in somebody his age. Like, I think that the damage that was done to his brain, they, like, would expect to see it in, like, somebody who's 61. Wow. So I was reading comments, because, you know, comments are, like, the, always the best place yeah, to definitely. go. <laughs> and so I was reading comments, and people were saying, like, oh, it doesn't matter, like, he's a murderer, and blah, blah, blah. And the funniest comment to me, this guy was like, CTE is a conspiracy, they're just trying to distract you. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, everything is not a conspiracy. Like, I'm sorry, I totally think that football is dangerous and that CTE is real. Absolutely. And I think that it's scary the things that these, like, football players have to deal with, like, after they're done playing football and no one takes it seriously. Like, no one thinks that, I don't know, that these guys are, like, putting themselves in terrible mental condition. And so I guess this is, like, your lane to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good point you brought up where people were trying to essentially belittle it by saying that it's a conspiracy. I feel that yeah. people throw that conspiracy word around, you know, when they feel as if things aren't going their way or that they don't agree with something. People are just so obsessed with football and it's become a religion. It's a euphemism for a religion. And pause. Why? 
I'm sorry, this might sound rude, but like, why is everything a distraction? Like, why? It's does... always a distraction. It's always fake D. Right. It's like, <laughs> look, no. Sometimes it's like the truth. Like, yeah. this is not a distraction. Football is messing y'all up. Like, it it's is. like it's not a distraction. It, I don't understand how it could be a distraction. You're going head to head with. 400 pound people 300 pounds 200 pound what have you these are big guys fast guys we're getting bigger we're getting faster we're getting stronger hitting harder hitting harder and you're going heads up with this guy and then you expect to just be okay Aaron hernandez was what 28 yeah 27 28 he's like 27 28 yeah a young guy he's close to our age and his brain was essentially compared it, to it was so a senior citizen. Yeah, it was so deteriorated. It was it was so sad. And I know like the things that people say he did, because I don't That's know so exactly true. how I feel. But like it doesn't matter. That is dangerous. But that's the same thing that they do trying to justify these senseless killings. Oh, he was oh, a he thug was mi- anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He... It doesn't matter. And it's just like, even if whatever, if he was a terrible, bad person, it's like, that's still not cool. It's not okay. And then you don't know what type of issues he was dealing with. And then that's just more research for, like, other people and other football players and their families. Because yeah. it's just like, I don't know. And I always think about that Will Smith movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Concussion. I love Is that, that what it's called? Yeah, Concussion. That movie, after I saw that, I saw I'm like, no, my sons are not playing football. <laughs> like, because I'm like, this stuff is real. In the NFL, they know about it, and they know it's real, and... They tried to keep it under wraps. It's not cool. They hate it. I can't remember the doctor's name. I'm, I apologize. His name escapes me. But the guy who was portrayed by Will Smith, he was the one who put the research behind Discovering CTE. He you know, wanted to release it to the public, show how dangerous the sport was. And they basically blackballed him until he had enough. Because why wouldn't you want this truth to get out? Because you know how detrimental it is, how dangerous it is to put yourself in these positions. I just don't understand. And then you turn right around and you don't pay these players. They can't even, they have no freedoms. They don't have the freedom. They can't speak up for what they believe in. They got to shut up and. They got to be puppets. I have my own thoughts about that. I was was just about to say, like, when you show earlier today, Box showed me this uh, meme and it was like a picture of NBA players and a picture of NFL players. And it was hilarious. And I feel like when you compare the NBA and NFL, like, the NFL makes me sad. Because you got people like LeBron, you got people like Stephen Curry turning down invites to the White House. Yeah. You got people like LeBron James calling 45 a bum, <laughs> calling him out for what he is. You got people like Derrick Rose wearing I Can't Breathe shirts in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And then you turn right around and, and have Colin Kaepernick. And then the one guy, though, the one guy from, um, oh, God, I wish I knew his name. From now I'm gonna sound like the girl who knows nothing about sports. She knows a lot about sports. <laughs> Let me just say that. What, what, what team? What's the team that um <laughs> that Russell Wilson plays for? The Thunder. Russell Wilson. Oh Wilson, my so brother just said like Wilson. Like the guy who doesn't no, know Russell, man, I don't care about football. Uh, the Seahawks. Yes, there was a guy who plays for them. Marshawn Lynch. There was somebody else. It was like somebody that wasn't like as popular, but he Michael Bennett or I, yeah, I think it was him. Maybe? I think it was Bennett. Michael Bennett, yeah. Yeah, he was like um, sitting during the the national anthem too, so I didn't want to like leave him out with the towel over his head too. But shout out to Colin Kaepernick though. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You turn right around and have guys like Colin Kaepernick, 
and you know, shout out to Adam Silver. He's an amazing commissioner because you know he stands for the equality. He stands for the injustices to be broken down. So he allows his players a freedom of speech. And then you turn right around and you got Roger Goodell who's trying to silence these players. He wants them to not have a voice. He wants them to be slaves, essentially. And I'm not for that. So while we're talking about the NFL, that makes me think about Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything that was going on with him and, like, how people were saying, like, oh, they found out that the girl was lying and he still got suspended for those games. And then, um, like, there have been... Guys who've abused their wives, their girlfriends, who have done so many things and been able to play on Sunday. Unless they were black. And I don't understand that. And I don't think that's cool. There, I was reading an article about, like, how, like, the NFL, like, basically does not care about women. Like... But when Ray Rice, his video of him abusing his... I don't condone domestic violence of any sort, whether it's from a man or from a woman, but especially a man. When Ray Rice abused his wife or girlfriend at the time... He was blackballed from the NFL. I don't think he's played a snap to this day. But then you turn right around and have Ben Roethlisberger, who was proven to get rowdy in that bathroom stall with that young lady, and he still, I don't think, I don't think he got any sanctions for that. I mean, you see how they didn't like Vic over dogs. Over a dog, but <laughs> Roethlisberger can rape a woman. It's not cool. And so that's what, like, this article that I was reading was talking about basically, like, how women should not support the NFL at all because they, like, they condone domestic violence. They condone condone rape. And so to me, it was just crazy. Like, Ezekiel Elliott, I think it was proven, right, that the girl was lying. The police told And they the still, NFL. like, no. Like, and it's just like, why? Like. To make an example. You want to make an example of these young black players. And I've felt that people should be up in arms about it with Colin Kaepernick not getting signed and then you turn right around right have... it's just like what is it gonna take for y'all yeah. to boycott <laughs> y'all love y'all love football that much right y'all love it's football that fun. much it's, it's not, not. it's watch. not fun to watch and this is coming from a girl like I will watch the Cowboys with my dad any day whenever my dad want to watch football because you know I'm a daddy's girl but it's just like it's not that fun to watch. It's really it. not. I never really appreciated the sport myself. I even when I played, I played because I wanted to spend time with my friends. Like that was the main reason I played football. It was definitely more fun like in high school, like just being like a cheerleader in that environment. But like as you get older, and then when you know, because a lot of they were saying like, oh well, sports players should stay out of politics. Well, first off, this is what I was gonna say. I remember forty five should stay out of sports if that's what we're forty five should if stay that- out of. <laughs> The country, if we be I honest, agree. he shouldn't be, he I shouldn't agree. be exiled. But um, it's just like one. I think your sports um, figures should talk about politics. I have an issue if my sports figures think, oh well, you know, my lane is sports, so that's what I'm gonna stick with. I have right. an issue with that. But um, yeah, I just feel like the NFL is just. I don't know. I don't. I don't see how you are that attached to it that no matter what. They can donate to 45. They can do all this stuff. And you still like, well, you know what? I'm going to watch this game. I got to watch my Browns. I got to watch. It's just like, I don't know. And then it makes me feel bad because Colin Kaepernick is like doing all this. And the least we could do is like support him and just not watch. There's no way he shouldn't be signed to a team. But what do these grown men i mean i I don't like i'm sorry i don't mean to send shade but i really don't care i I don't have a filter when it comes to stuff like this you 45 50 years old 38 however old you are yelling at some 22 25 year old kids Kids. 
because of a football game and then to be like, oh, I got to watch my Browns. What are the Browns doing for you? If you win, if they win the football game, you don't get nothing. All you did was spend money on beer and chips. You lost money. You probably lost friends because your team sucks anyway. <laughs> Not, I mean, no good for the Browns, but it's, it, it just doesn't make sense. It's all a scam. It's it all, I don't know what it is. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the the attachment to it because people feel like no matter what no matter how wrong these like this organization is there's a lot wrong with it yeah people are just like i just i have to watch and that's a little scary to me because like i'm not gonna ever let anything be that like that have such a hold on my life to where it's like you can disrespect every group that's close to me everything i care about i'm still gonna watch it yeah i'm not cool with it yeah i can't I mean yeah <laughs> that's exactly what it is it's and, not cool. And the only reason that they feel that they can continue to do this is because, because we still give them power. They still got <laughs> mad views. Super Bowl is still the most watched thing on TV. Oh, but shout out to Jay-Z for turning down the Super Bowl. Because hey. they invited him. And the Super Bowl is like, I was going to say arguably, but I think it is like the biggest like thing the you could do as an artist. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as an artist. As an artist, and it's the biggest thing you can do. I really appreciate him for turning it down. But then we also got to give big ups to uh, the pl- the platform that they set for these black musicians because Beyonce shut it down on multiple occasions. Yeah. We had Michael Jackson shut it down on multiple occasions. I'm going to count Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars shut it down. I mean, he's not necessarily black, but he's... Is he not black? He's not black. Um, I thought he was black this whole time. I, I don't forgot what he is. I have to look that up. He's not black. Um, is he like Hispanic? Excuse me, guys. I'm, I'm unsure. It's late. <laughs> I don't like, even want to say so. We're like recording late, so that's why I'm yawning. It's going on two o'clock in the lab. Um, <laughs> um, who I was gonna say? Oh, and um, Whitney Houston with the best, uh, even though the national anthem, but yeah, the best national anthem of all time. I'm gonna take Janet Jackson too. Did you record that? Yeah, with Justin Timberlake. Remember that oh, iconic? Oh, yeah. And then that's not cool either. Yeah, that's that's why not he cool to that her. his career just was like, went amazing after that. And Janet was just like, brushed to the side and was blamed for that. That's not when cool. He did it. But it's always a woman that takes the blame for it. He, She didn't ask him to do she that. She didn't. Her face was like, What oh, in the world shot. are you doing? And yeah. that's humiliating in front of the entire world. Yeah. The entire world watches the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was wild. It's not cool. It was white privilege and it was... A freaking male privilege. Privilege. It wasn't cool. All right, I got a question for you. It's, <laughs> it's going to lead into two things, also. Okay. What's your take on the Piers Morgan situation and his response to <laughs> Kanye and these? I don't like calling them Caucasian because they're not really Caucasian. I learned in class. Well, these white people saying the N word at concerts in court in correspondence with the song. Um. <laughs> So I think it's funny because they love to say, not, I won't say they, a lot of them like to say that, oh, it's art and, you know, I should be able to say it. I don't mean it in a bad way. And it's just like, for me, don't say it. Don't sing it. Don't say it. Don't, I don't, you don't, there's no reason. And that's why it's like, I sound like I I don't make no sense right now because it's just like, you don't need to say it. There's no reason that you ever need to say it. And what's crazy, and me and Box were talking about this a couple days ago, like, what's crazy to me is like, 
the word started out as like you calling us nigger. Yeah. Like, and then we flipped it. And then we flipped it. And like black people always do. And we like, all right, well, you know, you my, you my N word. Cause I'm not going to say it on here as well, but you my N word. And then now they want to take this. Now that we flipped this derogatory thing that they made to, to hurt us. Now they want to join in on it. How stupid do you sound? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like it's they just, just want to, they want to say it cause they can't. That's the only reason yeah. why. They always want, I mean, I, I hate saying they, I hate overgeneralizing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's not everybody. Yeah. But it's, you know, a good portion of them really hate feeling left out, but yeah. it's okay to exclude blacks and other people and to ignore the fact that they're being excluded and to ignore the fact that's like you said just talking about justin timberlake it's an extreme example of white privilege yeah but you know white privilege needs to be identified by the people who own that privilege (laughs) exactly first off but it to me it's just frustrating and then so i don't want to be like the person like oh my white friend i have a white friend but Mm -hmm. Um, anybody who I've been around who's white, they don't even have, like, they don't want to say the word. Yeah. Like. I've even messed around with some friends and said, oh, yeah, bro, you can say it just to see how you say it. Yeah, me too. Me too. And if they say it, then I'm like, okay, I know I can't vibe with you because you took an inch and you. Any of my, my close friends who are white, they've never wanted to say it. Cause it's just like, I remember one friend, she told me, she said, that word is so hurtful. Like yeah. I wouldn't, and she's like, and I'm like me being a white person. Like I cannot say that word. It's not okay. It's not. And it's just like when I saw like just how like serious like she was. I'm like, yeah, like you're right. You can't say it. Like. And I feel like you know, in response to the original question, Piers Morgan. Oh yeah, because I totally got off. <laughs> no, no it, it was all on topic. It was honestly all on topic. But if you feel that these individuals can say the N word. At the concert, then I feel that we have the right to punch this mess <laughs> out of anybody who does. Yeah, you got the right to say it. We got the right to react. And I don't think that you should be upset at that because the word was essentially coined to demoralize us. We took it and flipped it. That doesn't give you guys the right to then use it because it doesn't matter if I if I see a black person I've never known, never <laughs> seen in my life before, and he calls me that. Like is it. It's cool. I'm like, you know what, bro? We identify with the struggle. Like, I understand we have a a collective conscience based on just the experiences we go through, based on how we are perceived in society. But if I hear a white person say it, even if I've known him for 10 years, it just got a little bit... can't relate. It got a little bit of poison on that word. (laughs) I don't know. It sounds a little different coming from you. I don't care if you say it with an A, a U-H, an A-R... It just, it hurts. Like, it stings. And it just, I mean, I, I can't. It don't have that same pain in yeah. it. Like. <laughs> it really does not feel good. I feel endeared when I hear a black person say it. But when I hear a white person say it, it just stings. It's, it's just that. It does. That That's, like, the perfect description. Like, it stings. Like, I just don't, even when, when like, I hear them sing it in songs, like, I don't like it. Yeah. And this actually goes for Asians, too. Yeah. Like. They, they get it a little bit. They, they love saying too. it. I don't care if you're a minority. Like, I feel like black people. Bro, you Asian, you a minority. <laughs> you... <laughs> I feel like if you're black, you can say it. And maybe that's wrong. And maybe I'm biased being black. Yeah, I don't think but I right. feel like if you're black, you can say the word. And that's yeah. just that's just really how it goes. Because it was used to Because it was used us. to harm your ancestors and the people who look like you. So to you, Piers Morgan, I don't agree with what you Not said. And you actually tweeted the word. So if I see you, we might have to pull up. <laughs> It's just like when they say, well, it's art and it's just music. 
this is art coming from a black person. A black person. So it's just like, just because like we don't take casserole <laughs> and try it. right, we made our own thing. So y'all can put no, y'all's own, right. y'all can put right. y'all's own word in there. It really, and it can't be and that's anything what, that pertains to that. This is kind of this is like kind of really off topic, but it kind of relates. It just makes me so mad. Like even with those Charlottesville riots, like they was still they stole. White white lives matter or yeah. all this stuff is just like so can you think of something on your own? Yeah, like right. <laughs> like so now y'all can't even make up y'all's own term of endearment. Y'all want ours too. But even with that, we started Black Lives Matter. They then took White Lives Matter, like you said. They call themselves neo Nazis, right? which is it's the like, der- derivative ex- of yes, a Nazi. Exactly. You stole the Nazi salute. You stole the swastika. The swastika yeah. And the swastika. It goes back into ancient Asian terms of being a symbol of peace or a symbol, <laughs> which it wasn't its intended purpose to, you know what I mean, demean people of color or Jewish individuals, anything like that. It was, it actually had a positive meaning and they took that. It's like, come on. They're, they can't be just right wing conservatives. They're alt right. Right. <laughs> like, it's just be original. And, and at least one thing. Mm-hmm. And this is really not to. It's just that that group that just don't get it. That that forty five group. They just like forty five. They want to make America great. That's that group of people. And you know, I don't know, man. I just I don't have two. I'm sitting here saying I don't have many words for it. And I just gave <laughs> like a <laughs> mad words, words for, for it. it. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just keep thinking about something you said earlier when you brought up Russell Wilson. What? <laughs> made me think of Insecure. <laughs> oh, let's talk. We love Insecure. I ain't Russell Wilson in this. <laughs> Wait, that was the best scene in what season one. Season one, episode six. Not that you know the episodes. That's the best Well, we did episode. keep rewatching it. <laughs> and then Box found a gif and we were just watching it like a million times. Yeah. That was amazing. I love Insecure. But, you know, in response to Insecure... Well, actually, we'll get into Insecure in a minute. Okay. But I want to go ahead and talk about the reason why I brought up Piers Morgan. Oh, because there was another reason. Because of Kanye West. Yeah. He looks really, really happy. I don't know if y'all saw the recent pictures. People was trying to give him jokes for looking a little plump, but if he got to gain a little weight to get those smiles in, I'm for it by all means. Somebody, I read somewhere that somebody was saying like it was like an effect of medication. It could have been. Um, and if so, then that's really rude to laugh at that because at least he's getting his mental health together. He's getting help. He's getting better. He... The first time we saw him smiling in public in a long time. I always think of Kanye when he was um, eating that ice cream cone. That was like my favorite. Oh, that was like yeah. my favorite picture of him ever. He was eating that ice cream cone. I'm happy for him if he's happy. I mean, I've had my issues with him in the past, mm-hmm. but um, if he's happy, I guess I'm happy for him too because mental health is important, especially is. in the black community. And I think that um, if he's taking a step to, you know, get himself together, especially with having children, yeah, I think and a crazy wife with a crazy family, yeah. That we want, you know, the clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that um, that's admirable, especially like with this platform and the people who look up to him. And I'm a huge proponent of mental health, as I just said, you know, earlier on in the podcast. It's the field that I'm going into. You know, I really think that mental health should be put on a higher pedestal, especially in the black community, as Spin was just saying. It's just, you know, something that we don't talk about dearly, but then we have artists who are 
giving more light to getting this help for issues that they're get dealing with, i.e. Jay-Z and the 444 album admitted oh, yeah. to having a therapist. I think that was a big step for mental health because in the black community, you got Jesus and you got soul food. And your mom. And your mom. Like, that's your... Mental health and, is just so taboo. And sometimes you need a therapist. You need a therapist. And there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist, man. I'm a huge supporter of therapy. I've been to therapy. I would love to go back to therapy. I intend <laughs> on going to therapy, even though I'm studying currently. I'm a counselor trainee. People look at me as a therapist. I don't care. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get therapy as well. I think that sometimes it's okay to have that open outlet to talk to someone, you know, exchange those ideas with be reaffirmed in your thoughts, your beliefs, and then also be challenged on some of those difficult ones that you may possess. Work on some of those biases. Um, or just not to even think that, okay, you know, this problem is just going to go away on its own. Like, right. sometimes you really, you have to, like, you have to talk those things through. You can't just, like, I don't know, pretend that it's just going to go away on its own. Sometimes you really, sometimes there's really something wrong. And you got to, like, sort through that and talk through that to somebody who is unrelated to it and has no connection to it. Yeah, I agree. I love therapy. All of you should go to therapy. Everybody should go to therapy, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about next? We, like, tried to make a list. Man, we talking about whatever, man. <laughs> well, we were talking about Insecure. Oh, yeah, let's get into Insecure. First off... <laughs> I'm not with any of that Hive stuff. Oh, Issa yeah, Hive, Lawrence Hive. If anybody, I'm with Molly. Like, Molly the one. <laughs> like, she's a good friend. Molly she is, is an free. amazing friend. Yeah, Molly is the real deal. I think Issa is very extra. I think I Lawrence too. is... He doesn't really have much of a backbone, and I don't really see the ambition with him. And <laughs> Daniel, he just... Uh, I don't know how to get so I don't I don't get how people are a part of hives on this show. I mean, I guess maybe I get how guys are a part of the Lawrence Hive just because it's like, you know, this is the first time on TV a woman cheated on a man, really. Yeah. So I I can see how like guys are Lawrence Hive, but I just I don't I can't really relate to either character. I don't really think that at this point either of them is like particularly right or wrong i think they're both really wrong yeah i think they need to leave each other alone but i i do like molly even though molly makes such bad choices she does molly makes such bad choices it's like i like her and i'm rooting for her i want her to do good Mm -hmm. and then when i saw her like when uh the last episode when she was like getting dressed and like trying on the lingerie and stuff and i'm like i know that like she's getting dressed for a drill yeah and then he was at the door i'm just like and I can't remember uh, homeboy's name in the show, but Lil Rel Howery, the oh, character. Yeah, from Get Out. Yeah, from Get Out. The guy, he, whoever he plays, he's such a good man. He's such a good... Let me tell you. Okay. It was like this thing that was on uh, the Black Love Doc. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. But this woman was talking about, like, you can't let your blessings slip by just because it's not packaged the way that you want it. Mm, like, you could real. find somebody who... And that's what I was like... That's what Molly reminds me of, like... And this is so true for a lot of women. It was true for me. Like, you have this idea since you're like a little kid of like what you like, what you think you want, what you want it to look like, the type of guy that you want, like all this stuff. And then like you, you seek those guys and like you, it doesn't work or the, whatever happens, but you're not ready to break 
the idea of what you want because you're like, no, this is what I want. This is what I've always wanted. This yeah. is my type. This is my type. And then you realize, like, oh, wait. No, this is not my type. Like, I should stop judging people based on what they look like yeah. and get to know people. Yeah. And that's what Molly's problem is. Like, I wonder where that cycle starts because, you know, <laughs> even as men, we do that too. Yeah. We're looking for this perfect, ideal woman. We, you know... Want somebody who looks amazing. We want somebody who knows how to handle themselves in the Guys public eye. In the yeah, I mean, but I, <laughs> but women want a lot too. Like I feel like, a, like you know, I don't like to get into the misogynistic, yeah, chatter. Like I, I really hope this don't sound misogynistic, but I just <laughs> I speak my mind. I feel like women have a lot higher expectations for men than what men have for women, and I went to. An event, oh, her name, oh, Jane Elliott, yeah, her name was escaping me, Oh, I the lady, the, the, um, white people are racist lady. Yeah, brown eyed people She said lady. all white people mm-hmm. are racist. I went to a Jane Elliott event, and she asked, she actually touched base on that very topic by saying, you know, men have a shorter life expectancy than women, not because it's bred in our, our DNA, not because it's a biological concern, but because of the expectations that women place on men is essentially killing us <laughs> and putting us in an early grave. So I do think men look for a lot in women. Women expect a lot in men, but I think it's a little higher on the women's side. But, you know, as we were saying, it's it's you got to be able to lean on some instances because there is no perfect person. Yeah. So to think you're just going to, you know, get everything you're looking for in a woman. If you don't get what you're looking for in that woman, then you just move forward to another woman or vice versa with the woman looking for a man. You're never going to be happy. You're going to continue to fall into this bottomless pit of despair trying to find that person, and that doesn't exist. So I don't necessarily think that <laughs> that um, women expect more. But um, I think that... And I can only really speak from the place of a black woman, but I feel like for black women, men expect you to deal with so much more and they expect you like, I don't know. And I guess really not even like, I, I don't know this from personal experience, but just like stories I've heard from other black women, like I feel like men expect you to like what Issa, like you know, help me when I'm down mm-hmm. and, like, be, like, be okay with that. But then when they, like, get up and get their life, t- like, just like Kanye, you know, when they get on. And it's just, like, <laughs> it's, 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 like, black women are expected to, like, be the ones to nurture you and protect you and, like, be there. And, like, when you're going through it and, like, you know, I'm going to stand by my man. He don't have a job and he doing this. It's okay. But then it's, like, if we want these men who are successful and doing all this, oh, you're a gold digger, blah, blah. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. This could be completely biased. I think that's, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's biased, but I definitely think it's a little hasty generalization, especially if you're using Issa as an example, because... I mean, no, not all of Issa, because Issa yeah. cheated. So yeah, it's just like... when my man was so Issa, working to get himself Issa together. was wrong. Yeah. But I'm just saying in general... Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that men expect from black black women women that they don't expect from another group of women. Because, you know, statistics will show that black women are the least desirable on the planet right now. Yeah, and then after that, it's like Asian men, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, but I think that's more to do with 
I mean, that's really a topic for another day. It really but, is. <laughs> you know, just to get into it a little bit, that has more to do with the way society perceives black women. Because I personally think that black women should be at the top, like the highest level, the upper echelon. But because people know the power of black women, because they know, you know, the nature of black women, they try to hold these women down so that way they don't see their essential worth. Pick your crown up, queen. Ball out on these people. Ball out on these folk. Um, But, you know, I just feel it's a hidden curriculum, so to speak, in the way that black women are treated in society. Mm -hmm. They're the original people. They're the first on this earth. And they just don't get the credit they deserve. But also, I guess, to go back to the topic, um, no, I don't think that you should, like, just date whoever. But I think that you should um, be open to dating outside of what you think your type is. Because I think that's really where a lot of people get hurt. Because most yeah. time, women, and I will say this about women, we do not know what, like, our type is. We don't know. I mean, I don't want people thinking there's something wrong with having a type. I'm not against someone having a type. Yeah. But I'm also for the flexibility because within that type. types can be restricted. Especially when be. I've heard some people like, oh, he has to be 6'3". He has to play this sport. He has to weigh mm-hmm. this much, do this, this, that his career look this way. And it's just like... You put an entire So filter. you're looking for a specific person. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, fall, and then even with that... You're not even looking for that person for who they are. You're looking for them for... Aesthetics. Aesthetics, yeah. What they look like, how they appeal. And I think that's a double standard, too. We can get into double standards another day. (laughs) But women have double standards on that benefit them just as men have double standards that benefit them. Like, you know, of course we can say if a man sleeps around and he's the man or he's a good guy, like, I look up to him. But then if a woman sleeps around, she's a hoe, she's... She gets around, you know, all these negative stereotypes. But then the negative, I mean, the stereotype also plays into women in that regard because women are allowed to have height requirements for men. They're allowed to have weight requirements for men. But then you turn right around and a guy, if he said, you know, my girl got to be 36, 24, 38, I don't even know if that's the ideal measurements anymore. But if he say that, he's a dog. He is. Because that's body shaming. I mean, that's the same thing. If a guy is 5'9 and he's one of the greatest men that you meet. But can and- he reach the top of the refrigerator? Can he reach the top <laughs> cabinets? Bro, because that's stools because are if for. neither of us can reach it, that's a problem. We're going to need stools everywhere so we can reach stuff. <laughs> I mean, but that, I think that's also body shaming. <laughs> if a man was like, I can't talk to her, she a little bit too but thick. But what is for that? Me. me, no, me not, me being thick, what does that have to do with the betterment of our life? If we All can't right. reach things, Let that is an this. issue. Because, you know, I, I'm, I might get stoned for this. But in terms of weight, that's something a woman can control. A height? Sometimes you cannot control that. I mean, but you really can't control height. Like, that, God, you know, God can't bless everybody with height. Well, if you're and he short, being body shamed for something he can't change. Weight, you got a little more if flexibility. If you're short, then I'm going to need you to have an outstanding personality to shine through. I'm going to need it to make you at least six inches taller. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think that's where, you know, some double standards. But I feel like that's the only one that benefits us, us putting a high requirement. No, it's a little bit more. Men talk about, I want to take a girl on a first date to a pool and push her in to see if her her face comes off or if her eyebrows come off. Like, Uh, men ask for a lot. 
I think women ask for a little bit more, but you know, it's what not... do we ask for? We ask for men who we're like a lot of girls are even settling on the idea of like, okay, like I'm but, gonna have to be with somebody with a kid, like the like, two hundred dollar date thing, the no, Netflix no, no. and chill that's not a, a date special thing. Part of Twitter. <laughs> that is but like, that's a lot of. I mean, women really feel. I mean, okay, even if the two hundred dollar date thing is a thing, like we still fall into some of these same gender roles, gender norms. I mean that affect us today, which fall in the pl- the preference of women. Guys still gotta pay for dates. Guys still gotta, you know, still fit a certain height requirement. Guys gotta be completely open to the idea of a woman. Yeah, like guys gotta be completely open to the idea of a woman. You know, I'm man. Listen, if I say what's on my mind, say it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to know what her mind got. He got his mind got to be completely open to. Like a man's mind got to be completely open to the feelings and the the changes that a woman could go through hormonally. Mm. They got to be able to deal with every single mood swing, every single code switch that the and woman guess throws what? You're not the one going through that. So that's, I wish I had to, to relate to this problem. But being on the receiving end is sometimes a little bit harder. But but I can't can, say it's harder. You can but get away from it. But being on the receiving end is hard. Just say, Imagine going through But if that, a guy leaves because of that, then what? If you... Oh, I'm going to run to the store. This is what you got to do. Oh, sweetie, you need anything? I'm going to run to the store and get you some things, make you feel better. That's your break away from me. You can go to the store. Oh, you just going to go to the store on me? No. You, <laughs> you just, gotta, you you just met, you better bring me back the essentials. <laughs> you can get away from it. It's like when women are going through that, it's nonstop. You might get a little break. It's like a tease. Like, okay, it's lighting up. And then, boom. It's awful. So you I tell wish, me I wish that was my struggle that I had to deal with somebody's attitude. You tell me what men expect from women. Um men expect you to deal with them at their lowest points. So women. No, no, no. We just don't talk about men. <laughs> <laughs> at their lowest points. Um, I mean, this is not for, like, every man, but, like, a lot of men, a lot of men expect you, like, you just, you gotta take a lot, like, if a man cheats on you, and I'm not saying a man is like, oh, you cheat on, I cheat on you, you have to stay, but a lot of times if a man cheats on you, and he apologizes and begs enough, he's gonna expect you to take him back. If a woman cheats on a man, prime example of insecure, if a woman cheats on a man, that is the biggest deal. Like, a man cannot take that. His ego cannot take that. But I don't think it's like that all the time, Oh, it's like that though. all the time. I don't agree It's there. like that all... Men cannot take that. I think it's a case-by-case case basis. I mean, okay, I will say that. Because, I mean, I don't know every case. But... Yeah. But, in most cases, I feel like men cannot take that. Men just like loyalty. I think for the most part, men expect women to be loyal to them. They expect... But we gonna need that same loyalty. A. Exactly. My guys get at loyalty. I can't speak for everybody else. That's why I don't get into generalizations because my guys aren't like that. Black men don't cheat. Anyway. And I stand by <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. I, right. I cannot relate, though. I do think but... that this leads lovely into our final topic that I wanted to discuss, <laughs> which is you know being honest with yourself. <laughs> Because apparently, you know, my guys aren't honest with themselves. I like to think I'm pretty honest with myself. I'm very transparent. 
Yeah. Um, that's what that's what we going with. You don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but you know, it's just it's an accountability piece. If you know that you're not in a space to be in a relationship with someone, or yeah, even I can't say that because relationship is very fickle. It depends on who's in it. Some people will appreciate a open relationship. Some people aren't into the whole monogamous situation. That's something that you got to be honest with yourself about as well as with your partner. If you feel as if you can't give your entire time, your entire loyalty, you know, only will make this person feel significant, so to speak. That's something you have to discuss in the beginning. Hey, I don't think that I can just be a, a one woman man or a one man woman. I need variety in my life. I need to be able to, you know, wander on to the world, test the water, so to speak. And if they're not okay with that, then they can bounce. But don't put yourself off as this person who can be this grand individual. I can be everything you need. Selling and then, the dream. Yeah, selling the dream and then turn right around and crush their heart. Like, that's how a cycle begins. That's how people get hurt. And... I, I'm not for that. I'm more for the honest piece. If I'm going to be for you, if I'm going to be only with you, then I'm going to let you know that. But if I feel that I couldn't, then I got to turn right around and say that as well. But do you think, like, this is just me, like, asking a question. But do you do you think that in the beginning, these guys know that? Like, they know, like, okay, I'm not going to do right by this person. Do you think that, like, they think, like, okay... I want to be in this relationship. I'm going to get in it. And then they get in it and they're just like, oh, you know what? Like, I, I can't do this. That's a good question. Even if you don't know in the beginning, I also think that comes down to that account- accountability piece that being honest with yourself, if you're getting to a point to where you feel you can't do this anymore, yeah. let the person know. Like, communication is a key part of relationships that people often neglect or they do it very Yes, wrongly. and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, I was a communications major. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, people communicate toxically. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's a word no, today. Yeah. People communicate in very They just they don't know very how. inefficient manners. They don't know how to communicate. If I'm you know, if you're getting to a point to where you're unhappy in your situation or you feel as if you can't continue with this person, let them know that. I'm sure that the person would be a lot less hurt by being broken up with than being cheated on, you know, you being infidel. And it's Inf- like it will hurt initially but i feel like down the line the person will respect them and they'll be like you know what like that was really cool of them to just like be honest with me and i can have a friendship with this person because like they respect me and they respect me enough to be honest with me yeah that cut it's a lot less deep it, than yeah. when you sleep around on them because you know oftentimes people think they don't know what to think, especially if they get cheated on. They it's just, like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. what did I question. do? What did I do wrong? Why what am happened? I not good enough? What happened? When really it came down to a choice that you made. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's It has nothing to do. If you were ever cheated on, let me tell you, it has nothing <laughs> to do with you. Yeah. The cheater is the one who was in the wrong. The cheater, like they, it could have been a, a variety of things that go into it. They weren't happy. They weren't getting what they needed. They felt they needed in the relationship, but at the end of the day, it came down to a choice. Like, none, none of those factors can make you do anything. It's just it, sad that the person who got cheated on is always the one stuck with the questions and sitting there, like, wondering, like, what did I do wrong? It sucks, like, What is man. it about me? 
Yeah. And then it just messes them up for the next person. Right. Unless they, and most times they don't get that help. And now they carry that hurt next, unless they get help, unless they go see therapy. Shout yeah. out to the other people. always go back to therapy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I just don't think that that's right. And then, I mean, just, like, being honest with yourself in, like, other regards. Because when you said being honest with yourself, I, like, went completely somewhere else. Like, I wasn't thinking about relationships. Well, I was just using it as a segue. You uh, can still continue I was just, with... like, thinking, like, just being honest with yourself just in, like, every... I don't know, just, like, with everyday things. So, I guess this is kind of, like, stems from the conversation we had with Malcolm, our friend that we mentioned earlier. Shout out to Malcolm. But, um... Man. I don't know. When I was listening, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about like how we basically see situations as we are and not what the situation is, which is crazy because I've always tried to see situations as what it is, like from the other person's side, from my side, like I've always tried to to see that way because I don't want to just be the person who sees things only from my experience. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like. A lot of people have told me that 25 is, like, one of those years where it's just, like, I don't know, it's just, like, a very, like, it can be, like, really hard and challenging. And 25 has been just, I feel like this is the most, oh, I don't want to say the most. I don't know, because I feel like that means it's going to get worse. But um, I feel like 25 has just been so challenging for me, and it's just, like, I've been having to be really honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And... Outside of my relationship, because my relationship is perfect, but cue <laughs> <laughs> the the audience off. Um, but yeah, my relationship is perfect. But like now, that's where you cue that Steve Urkel, uh, Family Matters. Whenever what's her name? Laura. Nah, what's the what's the mom's name? Harriet. Yeah, Harriet. Whenever she come downstairs, they be like. <laughs> um like just being honest with myself about like my life and like my career and the things that i want to do and like the jobs that i want and like that's like kind of the area of like being honest with myself that i've been in but um as far as like relationships and like situations and dealing with people um i don't know i feel like sometimes it could be really hard to be honest with yourself about a situation because it's like you don't want it to be what it really is and so i know i've dealt with that before like just like not wanting to accept that something is what it is but again that just has to that i think it has a lot to do with like just maturity and i don't know it's hard life is hard guys life is hard <laughs> and you know i think that's a good part about being you know, just continue to be honest with yourself, looking deep, performing that introspection, figuring out what it is that you want to do, not rushing into it. I think a lot of times we have to feel rushed into yeah. it. And that's something I want to talk about next episode. But Yeah, because we said this was going to be 30 minutes. Yeah, we did say this was going to be 30 minutes. Um, but, you know, <laughs> being honest with yourself. I wasn't being honest with myself when I said that this podcast would be 30 minutes. So <laughs> I don't know who I think I am. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, I think that this was a very good conversation. It was very yeah. fluid. I really do apologize if, you know, some things seem as if they didn't flow. But whenever Nish and I talk, we kind of, <laughs> we have those conversations to where we just jump from conversation to conversation. And then like jump back. And then go right back. But we always try to tie it back. So like if it seemed we were all over the place, we apologize for that. But yeah. you know, at the same time, no apologies, I was say, that's just kind of how we talk. Yeah. And I also have bad memory. 
She'd and it's not that I'm it. claiming it. It should. Be, it just really is. I'm being honest with myself. It's just, <laughs> being honest it's with just myself. Really, it is what it is. I have really bad memory. Um, I'm trying. This is that deal. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I really appreciate this woman. But no, we appreciate y'all as well for listening in to our first podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And in the wise word of Spanisha, we'll be doing more of these. We'll be doing more of these. And while you're here, you might as well check out um, my vlog that I'm starting. Um, It's going to show... Me and Box travel all the time. Yes. So it's going to show like different places that we travel and the stuff that we do is really fun. So my first blog vlog post is up it was from our trip to uh, las vegas in california and was so fun Mm -hmm. so you have to check that out i will we'll put the youtube somewhere yeah for sure (laughs) and make sure y'all follow us on twitter too if y'all haven't already twitter instagram i'm on everything on every handle i'm at box jetson b-o-x-x-j-e-t-s-o-n and you guys can follow me on twitter my twitter handle is Spinzo, so that's S P I N Z Z Z O. All right, so yeah, thank you for tuning in, man. Y'all have a beautiful night, morning, afternoon, whatever y'all hearing this. Good night. Good, Good night. morning. <laughs> All that. <laughs>